In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The first reports say that President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by the shooting. Uh, they, they are not what they claim to be. Uh, they have infiltrated a lot of uh, uh, a lot of aspects of, of, of the military establishment, particularly the Area 51. If there are other dimensions, if there are other universes, can we go between universes? There are some people who seriously think that if you uh, were to slip down into a black hole and could survive the trip, which is highly unlikely, uh, that you would emerge somewhere else in space and some when else in time. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Odd Ones podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Kagan. And we're going to be here talking today about the Mandela Effect. That's true. Which is a big one. It's a big one. It's I mean, it's one. it's the hit of 2016. Yeah, it's, well, 2017. Okay. Well, I mean, it was big last year, though. Yeah. It's... It actually, it was it was very big last year. A lot of, a lot of revelations, a lot of uh, changes, if you may. Yeah. Serious changes. Yeah. So, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to go over the kind of basics of what is a Mandela effect, why is a Mandela effect, and then we're going to talk about the arguably the two most popular uh, Mandela effects going around right now. Sounds yeah. pretty good. I also did some research into um, memories and how they can be kind of weird at times. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a big one here. I, I came in real strong on Mandela effects, like, yeah, yeah like this shit. I like it. it's going on and now yeah. I'm like I like after reading a lot of it and I have a lot of info I've been doing a lot of Sinbad research and now I'm just kind of like on the other side of the fence almost more, yeah I'm like I, more skeptical than I started which is usually backwards I guess I don't know I, I like the idea of the Mandela effect and yeah. I like some of the theories out there um, let's talk a little bit about what the Mandela effect is so the idea is that or I guess like the general uh, theory behind, you know, what's causing it. Because there's like two pieces. There's two layers. There's like, you know, the Mandela effect is happening and then the layer of like, okay, well, why is it happening? Um, so like the general idea, though, is that we are constantly at all times slipping in and out of uh, parallel universes. Well, that's one theory. That's I've one theory. found a couple others, too. Okay, well, I'll explain this one. You can explain yeah. the other ones. Uh, so, so constantly slipping in and out of parallel universes and, you know, keeping in mind that there is infinite amount of parallel universes, you know, there's an entire parallel universe where everything is identical, except, you know, my mustache hair is like one millimeter to the left. Like that's its entire dimension, right? That's the idea behind infinite timeline or infinite dimensions and universes or whatever. Like it's not all big stuff. Um, and so we're always slipping in and out. Uh, and most of the time, you would never notice, but occasionally, uh, something is large enough that it can change it, or like large enough that somebody will, might notice it, and also large enough that it may have like an effect on something else down the line. Uh, so, with that being said, like a lot of the examples are, you know, company logos changing ever so slightly, or. Uh, names of shows or characters or in, in some cases entire existence of, of things uh, exist or don't exist based on 
based based on what has changed in the dimension that you came from that somebody else came from. So before we we go into any spoilers, I do want to have you guys, you know, before you know, getting yourself spoiled with what the big Mandela effects are, just think about the name, and we're not going to say it right now, but just think about the name of the, it's like a 90s TV show slash book series for kids about a family of bears, so think about that name, and uh, think about the uh, 90s-ish, I don't, I don't know if there's a, always a pattern with 90s, but 90s-ish uh, movie uh, with an African-American uh, main star i guess you could say sinbad sinbad was the was the star where he played a genie so think about think about the name of that uh that show slash book series uh with the bears and think about the sinbad genie movie uh that you may or may not have saw uh when you were a kid uh and just kind of keep those in the back of your head also think about what darth vader says to luke when he reveals that he's his father yeah like the big line in star wars there's um there was one other one think of your favorite brands think of think of uh the monopoly spellings monopoly guy monopoly guy and uh his monocle um think about all that kind of stuff uh and then just kind of like in the in your head just think yeah okay this is how it you know this is the name of that show this is how X is spelled, this is what that movie with Sinbad was about, uh, you know, this is what they say in Star Wars. So just, just think of that, and then we'll, we'll talk about some things that may or may not have changed. It, it depends on, on where you stand on that. But what, what are the other theories? Um, I know time travel is one. Uh, I don't know if you have that in your, in your notes. Yeah, I got that one in there. Uh, let's see. Well, the first thing I looked into was, uh, did you look into who gave it the term Mandela Effect? Well, I would assume, I guess we probably should have mentioned the Nelson Mandela one. Yeah. That is like the one that's named after. But no, who gave it the name? I looked into it, and it's a paranormal enthusiast named Fiona Broom. I checked out her WordPress. Sounds like an Adventure Time character. It does, yeah. Fiona Broom. (laughs) Probably be like a slug that has a sword or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she has a WordPress blog. She's really into ghost hunting. Like, that's, that's her bread and butter. Uh, her latest blog post is just this like really in-depth ana- analysis um, about how ghost hunting has been kind of a declining trend over the last 10 years, but she's really hopeful that it's going to have a huge uptake in 2017. Right, I mean, she's got stock. Yeah. Like, she's, she's got ghost stock. She bought in, uh, and she's she's worried about a no, recession. No, I've never seen anybody that's made ghost hunting into as serious a business as she's portraying. Is she making money on it? Oh, yeah, she's got tons of books out there. Okay, but it's, it's books, though. She's not like... Paying people to catch a ghost? No, it's not like she's taps. Not yeah, she's not taps or anything okay. like that. But uh, she supports them. All right. Uh, anyway, um, she coined this term when she discovered that Nelson Mandel was still alive. Right. You know, because uh, everybody thought that he died in prison. Oh, not everybody, but you know, she thought, and a collective of people around her thought that he had died in prison. Exactly. Like she talks to some other people, and they had similar memories of his funeral being televised mm-hmm. and there actually being riots um, in South America because of it. Yeah. Um, so she was like, obviously thought this was weird that there was this collective shared memory of Nelson Mandela dying. Uh-huh. And so she just kind of coined the term and she seems to be sort of in a position of authority about this entire thing. Right, she's in charge. Yeah, she's in charge she's, to a degree. She's I mean, the I think, Nelson Mandela of the Nelson Mandela. Effect. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think like Reddit's kind of taken it in its own direction. Yeah. Uh, but she actually does have NelsonMandela.com okay. or something like that. Oh, she owns his first last name.com. Yeah, yeah. 
Or, sorry, uh, not Nelson Mandela, MandelaEffect.com. Okay, yeah. okay. That'd be weird if she just owned NelsonMandela.com. <laughs> that would be a little concerning. <laughs> oh, goodness. But NelsonMandela.com. So, 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 yeah, so Nelson Mandela did not die in prison. Uh, and he's dead now, isn't he? Yeah, I think he died in 2013. Yeah, like pretty recently. Around there, something like that. Um, so, so, you know, she realized, oh, you know, I thought Nelson Mandela's dead. I remember seeing it on TV. Like, it was, a, you know, that was a thing. And, and if that sounds, like, you know, odd, because it's like, well, obviously he's not dead. It didn't happen. You know, think about something that, that happened in, you know, the past. Something, you know, something small. Like, like picture you find out in five years, Carrie Fisher never died. Yeah. Like, that'd be That'd be shocking. You'd be like, but I saw... It all happened, and, like, they were posting about it online, and it wasn't that, like, she faked her death and now she's back. Like, no one remembers Carrie Fisher dying, or no one remembers the, like, slaughter of 2016 celebrities at all. Uh, and that that's the core idea of a Mandela effect, that not only do you remember these things happening that, that didn't happen, or you remember things not happening that have happened, uh, but uh, collectively other people also have that same memory uh, with relatively close accuracy. Exactly. It gives you validation. Right. If you don't remember something correctly, but everyone around you does. It's like, oh, I got faulty memory. Right. But if but you share that experience with other people... Three out of ten people yeah. also remember it that way. That's a, you know, that's a lot different, and it's kind of what you know what happened that, that changed this. Exactly. I, I do want to state that on Fiona Broom's website, you can buy a shirt. Is it Does it have Nelson Mandela's face on it? No. <laughs> it's going to reveal one of the spoilers about what we talked people to think about let's let's wait then let's, okay let's talk about it a little bit later okay. i think I, I think i saw it on your on your laptop okay yeah yeah, yeah it's pretty so good i, I kind of want to get one yeah i yeah. that'd be a good christmas gift uh speaking of which any good christmas gifts this year um i, I got an accordion yeah accordion. yeah have you learned to play it yet i can play uh mary had a little lamb okay that's, that's and then a uh, a pretty a pretty cool bass chord that's kind of like a yeah. beru song you know kind of okay i don't okay. know have you figured out what all the buttons do yeah they're all uh, various chords. There, some yeah. of them are minors, some of them are sevenths, some of them are majors. Some of them uh, are adults. Some of them are adults. Some of them are literal minors. <laughs> have uh, you um, have you found any local accordion, uh, you know, teachers that, that can? Kind uh, of not even mind? not even close. Yeah. In fact, on YouTube, there's very little tutorial really? videos. Like I knew it was an unpopular instrument. I knew that it's kind of weird to to want one and to play one. So so this is a shout out then to the accordion community. Step your fucking game up. Exactly. Like, like come on, it's Oh, I well, you pick up a guitar, what is cooler? Now I can go to guitar.com and learn how to play it by getting an accordion. I got to fucking buy a book. Exactly. Like I mean It's upsetting. It's such a cool instrument. I mean, yeah. it's like a piano, but you got air involved in it was invented in it's, Russia. It's an air piano. It's an air piano. I wish other instruments had the ability to uh, just kind of add air as an object to it, and then it changes the way it plays. Like, I'm trying to think, like, uh, even, like, something like guitar. It's just, like, you're playing it, but then as you, like, move it in and out of your body, it's also, like... And you get the waiver. <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah. That's a lot of depth. Uh, so that's fun. That's fun. That's fun. Uh, so I assume eventually that uh, you will record our intro on accordion. Instead, replace the one we have now. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I'm going to replace... Something real dark. I'm going to replace as much as I can with accordion <laughs> covers. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. I want my life to be all accordion covers. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It's a good idea. I like it. I can support that. So, so you have the basic premise of Mandela Effect. Uh, you know, things happening, things not happening. Um, 
And from a very like intro level, not I wanted to say intro, but like from a very face level, like it it seems to hold a lot of water, because uh, it's like oh you know. 40% of people or 30%, well, you know, a large chunk of people all remember this, this subject happening. And, and, you know, that is, that is an obscure amount of people to remember a specific event like that for it to not be real or for it to not have happened or for something not have changed. Um, so there's the idea of like the dimensions, there's the idea that, uh, you know, people are traveling in time and as people travel in time, uh, they affect something very minor. Uh, and while most of the time that might not affect anything, but over long periods of time, it can, you know, have random outcomes like the change of pronunciation of something, uh, kind of butterfly effect, Ashton Kutcher style. The time traveler one kind of confuses me because wouldn't that affect everybody if somebody came back and, you know, changed the dashes in Chick-fil-A? Yeah, exactly. And like this is, and I'll bring this up later, but this is like one of my biggest point of contention for Mandela effect is there's all these people out there trying to prove it and find evidence and things like that but by definition if these things have changed and happened like there wouldn't be evidence the evidence would have changed you know what i mean so like oh you don't you know if you pulled out like oh i know i have this old coca-cola thing from the 50s and it's gonna have the dash in it and you go to get like if, if that had really changed then your fucking thing changed too like you're your sign, it's also changed. Right. So everything, is, it's not, you know, the only thing unaffected is your memory at that point. So you can't have evidence. There's no evidence that can be had. That's like my favorite Twilight Zone episode, or at least yeah. in my top ten. Yeah. It's the guy that wakes up and nobody recognizes him. Nobody knows who he is. Yeah. There's like no evidence of him existing. He keeps yeah. trying to find like old photos of himself mm -hmm. or, you know, find, you know, driver's license records or anything like that. But yeah. he can't you find any. You don't exist. Yeah. Because he doesn't exist. Mention. Like if you were in your original dimension you would have those things you'd be able to find them but you're the only thing that has changed in this one is that you don't exist so anything you've ever affected or done is not there so what i like about that though is that i saw one reddit post where he was trying to gather evidence that it exists through the patterns of the people that believe one thing or another he talks about quantum immortality, which basically means that there's multiple dimensions. When you die in one dimension, your conscious is transferred to another, which you don't die. And I guess it just kind of, I don't know, joins onto your consciousness in that dimension. So it's just like a little part of you from another dimension adds to you. But then eventually, when it, like, you have to die at some point. You gotta die at some point, but I guess, I don't know, I didn't really look into it too much. Yeah. I think, I hope it's fleshed out a little bit more somewhere. But what he gets into is that if this were true, then like a massive death toll, such as a nuclear war, widespread disease outbreak, or an asteroid hit, could account for many people from nearby timelines jumping into another. To other ones, yeah, okay. And so what he's saying, has anybody plotted where people who are reporting this are on the map? Like if we get enough people in one location that all think that, you know, Chick-fil-A is spelled a slightly different yeah. way than what we believe. Were, were they all in Hiroshima? Does that mean that, that yeah, were they all in Hiroshima? Did, yeah. you know... Does Moines, I, does, did Moines get nuked or something like yeah. that in their timeline? That's interesting. Which I like. That's pretty cool. That's cool. I mean, you have to get behind the whole quantum immortality. Which, yeah, I... But... Which is neither here... Well, the thing, I guess my biggest concern with that, or like... Norman, you need to stop it. Uh, is if you your consciousness hops to a different timeline like that timeline had a consciousness too 
So, like, are you fusing with it? Are you adding to it? Or... I'm not sure. I mean, I skipped over that entire part. Yeah. Just because I like the idea of mapping people where it could be. Yeah. I, I kind of assumed... any, like, evidence of it? Like, no, it, I don't think I even got, like, more than a couple comments on it. Oh, okay. I wonder if you looked at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the entire quantum... I don't know. I kind of thought that, you know, if another version of me died on my way driving over here today, that, you know, 0.001% of my consciousness would be that death or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, that, it's a small part adds to it. Is that like when you get the shivers? Yeah, exactly. Like another, another dimension died and has just fused in your soul? I guess so. I mean, it could be like <laughs> intuition, maybe. Now you've got this guy that was from the really racist dimension. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, you're just like, oh, what? <laughs> Why did I think that? Why did I think this is America? Like it or leave? What? <laughs> um... So, so I guess is that the 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 main theories that we have the dimensions, the time travel, and the immort quantum immortality. Are there any others? Um, yeah, there's. I got I think two more. Okay, let's hear them. Uh, well, some one the first is just a frame of mind. Some people believe that if it's time travelers or any of the other theories out there, that it's being done on purpose. Like people are intentionally min- manipulating events for some type of financial profit. Right. Which adds a pretty cool dimension to it. If if they can uh, change the spelling of something, they can sell the old reprinted or the old original print with the pseudo correct spelling as a misprint souvenir, one of a kind. I could see that, or maybe they just accidentally booked the wrong web domain and they need to cover the tracks. Yeah, yeah, you know? they're like shit. I have Coca Dash Cola dot com, and I I need to I need to get Coca Cola dot com. But I mean, they could just go back in time and change the the one they branded i mean that's obviously <laughs> the more practical solution yeah do you think uh in the future where time travel does exist they just like all all betting is illegal you can't bet on anything because you could just go I, back and fuck with the outcome yeah i'd imagine <laughs> god like, like Vegas sports, would... sports just become really boring because yeah. everyone just like pops ahead everyone knows who won the super bowl yeah, exactly and everyone Dodgers posts like that, that one that one annoying family member posts about it on facebook and they're like i can't believe the rams won the super bowl and you're like god damn it grandma that happens next week you need like some type of time traver filter on your yeah. facebook in the future yeah. Like, if you visited past, you know, a week in the future, you can't post on my Or at feed. least I can't see it. I can't see it. Yeah. yeah. No spoilers. Right. And then again, like, at the same time, like, everyone would be fast-forwarding to watch shows. Fast-forward to, like, watch the final season of Game of Thrones or, uh, you know, Breaking Bad or whatever. It's, everything would get spoiled. I, I like that we're just abusing this just to go a week ahead to watch binge watch shows well i mean you could watch it every week as it comes out or you could like wake up on one weekend not put on pants and watch the whole season so it's just like what is better i mean i'd like to think that we do this to i mean the guys in memento got it all wrong <laughs> i've never seen memento i haven't seen it either oh, okay. i think it's a time travel one i don't remember i don't know and it's something about amnesia right Oh, maybe it's Amnesia. No. Okay, maybe Primer. You guys in Primer, primer. have it wrong. Yeah, there we go. I still haven't seen that either. we got to have a Primer viewing party. Yeah, I need to watch it. We need to do Interstellar, too. We do. We We're going to have to do Primer. We're going to have to watch that back-to-back like three times because it's such a goddamn confusing movie. Yeah. Take notes. Take notes. Uh, what other theories do we have? Let's see. Um, there's a holodeck theory. Oh, yeah. I remember I read that, about the holodeck one. Yeah, we're on a holodeck. Um, memory glitches are just software glitches that cause inconsistencies in our perception of reality. 
And in the basis of that idea, and I think um, Elon Musk is a believer. Yeah, he's totally into simulations. Yeah, is that basically we are living in a computer simulation. You know, you as an individual are a computer simulation. uh, And there is a higher, you know, entity of some kind that is, you know, running the experiment or watching or controlling. You know, what we we would perceive as God uh, is actually just the creator of the software or the runner of the software. Um, And so, yeah, so software glitch or something like that would cause weird inconsistencies or deja vu or, you know, kind of glitches in the matrix style stuff. Um, which scientists, you know, you know, to an extent, not like as a collective, but, you know, certain individuals, uh, are trying to figure out ways to prove that, the, to figure out how to prove that we are, you know, living in a simulation. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a pretty big theory going around that kind of just goes into the idea that if, you know, one civilization gets advanced enough to make a simulation, they make a simulation, that simulation has a society that gets advanced enough to make a simulation. Right. You have this massive chain of simulations, and mm-hmm. it kind of runs the idea it's, of it's the how, Rick and Morty. Yeah, exactly. How likely is it that we're actually on the top level? The top level, level yeah. You know. So, yeah, it's, so if you haven't seen the Rick and Morty episode, there's a, a episode where, uh, you know, Rick's uh, car, or car, but like space flight thing... Uh, his spaceship engine dies or his battery dies and they have to actually go inside the battery because, you know, Morty finds out that Rick has created an entire universe, like a micro universe, uh, in his car battery who he has gone in and convinced them that their sole purpose is to, uh, generate energy. And they like step on these things all day to generate energy. Uh, and that's how he powers his, his battery. But Eventually, that civilization got so advanced that they created their own micro universe I think simulation. A miniverse. Yeah, there's a miniverse and a microverse. Uh, so they created their own civilization with the microverse. So they're getting their power from somebody else. So Rick's getting their power from another. And, and that's the idea, right? It keeps going down, down, down. And interesting enough, I don't know if I ever shared this with you. And I, I do want to do a whole episode on just like Rick and Morty theories. But yeah. uh, maybe if we get an announcement date for season three. But uh, there's a theory that, uh, you know, we're not the top end of that uh, or in the universe that, we're, that Rick and Morty's not the top end of that. And that the reason Rick is the way he is, is that he knows what the next level up is. And the next level up is us, like the viewers. Oh, you did share that with me. I think you sent yeah. me a video or an article. Yeah, something that. like that. So yeah. the re- yeah, that's right. So the reason that Rick is always like speaking to the camera occasionally or like, Every time he breaks the fourth wall, basically. Um, Or he's, like, always trying to do adventures because he knows that if he doesn't keep the audience entertained, uh, the show would get canceled and their universe is the show, so it would, you know, get destroyed in the process. And one of the most interesting things about that is uh, in one of the episodes, uh, Rick picks up a... Or Rick says, oh, it's a good thing, Uh, you know, we were able to find a shirt in your size. And that's how, like, the scene starts. And Morty just responds going... Yeah, you don't have to keep saying it over and over again. And that kind of gives the implication that he doesn't know when the cameras are on or when the cameras are off. And so he's trying to entertain uh, the audience at all times and making sure they have pertinent information and stuff like that. But a little bit of a rant. But that that is kind of the basic idea that, you know, we are not the, you know, we don't know where we are in this, like, line of simulations. Exactly. I, I like the Rick and Morty uh, theory yeah. about that. It's cool that they made him self-aware in a way. Yeah. You know? If it's true. That's, if it's that's true. also just a theory. But anyways, so simulation, living in a, in living a holodeck. Living in a simulation, living in a holodeck, uh, software glitches, yada, yada, yada. The other theory, uh, which I'm pretty into, is that it's 
The scientists at CERN. At what? At CERN. CERN? Yeah, that's the Large Hadron Collider that was installed, uh, I don't know, quite a few years ago. Um, it's just a basically huge particle accelerator. It's the biggest that they've ever built. Uh-huh. Um, and they just smash atoms together to try and see what you know, their constituent parts are. Uh, people really freaked out about it when it was installed because... I mean, they're just in there like Gallagher style. Yeah, they're just fucking around. Like, they're just atoms. smashing atoms together. Okay. Like a lot of people were really, really concerned that they were going to create a black hole the first time they turned it on. Yeah. And so there was like protests to try and shut it down. Wow. And there's been conspiracy theories about it ever since. Okay. And so what's the theory around that in Mandela effects? Uh, there's no real link to it that I could find. It's just a lot of people are like, oh, it's probably certain. <laughs> it's probably that thing. It's probably CERN. I don't know. <laughs> They're doing something over there. They're fucking with things. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's CERN. Okay. I like that one, though. I yeah. Like, I like that one. That one's good. Okay. So there's a, there's a general concept. So let's talk a little bit more about specifics. Uh, we kind of each researched, like, one main one, uh, and then, you know, just kind of checked out other ones. And, and we're, you know, there's a subreddit for Mandela Effect. I think it's just our Mandela Effect. Uh, so that's a really great place to kind of see what other people are seeing and see if you recognize any ones or notice any changes that you can kind of hash out with somebody. But uh, I'll let you take the first one if you want to kind of go over the one that you researched a, a little bit. Uh, yeah, sure. I looked up a couple. Um... Mostly the, the TV show one because that's like the big one right now. Well, one of the two big ones right now. Okay. I'll let you do the, the big book TV show bears one. Oh, okay, because I researched mostly Sinbad. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, well, then I'll go into that one because I right. like that one. <laughs> okay, so... Do you guys, is it the Berenstain Bears or the Berenstain Bears? What I, is it for you, Nick? Um, honestly, I don't really remember. Like, I remember Berenstain Bears, but, uh, and I think it was Berenstain, uh, but I'm not, like, hard set on it. Like, if, if you would have told me that it's the opposite, I would have been like, okay. Like, I, I see the confusion there, but I didn't have, like, a vivid memory of it. Yeah. Uh, but I always, you know, remembered it as Berenstain Bears. I remember it as Berenstain Bears. I'm not... yeah. Similarly, I'm not like totally committed on that. And, and some I'd people say are. Some people are convinced. Some yeah. people have dug through their closets looking for copies the of their book that said Berenstein. And and it's Berenstain. It's Berenstain. Right? That's that's how it is pronounced, and that's how it is spelled too. So like my assumption was originally like, you know, B B E R E N S T A I N A I no E I N Berenstein, and it's actually A I N or I A N or something like that. Uh, and so that was like, that's, that was a big one for people because it was something they could grasp onto. It was a show they watched when I was a kid and, you know, a large amount of people remember it as Bering Steen and people have dug through their, their closets and, and dug through, you know, looking for those VHS tapes and they, they always, you know, it's kind of the same story as time. Like they finally find it, they pull it out and there it is Bering Stain. Like that's been changed too, which again, to my original point was, of course it is. It, it really changed and everything's going to change. Not just your memory yeah, of it. No like the physical it. objects are going to change too. But yeah, that that was a big one. That was a big one. I feel like that was the one that really the man. I mean, the man Nelson Mandela himself was the starter of all this. But right. I, feel but I like think the, that popular. I feel like it. the Berenstein Berenstein was really what yeah. knocked it up a notch last yeah, year. Definitely. And a uh, shout out to our sponsors at FionaBroom.com. <laughs> Their shirt guys. is um, Berenstein or Stein. The A or the E is replaced by a uh, pound symbol. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. build your uh, own. Yeah, build your own build collection. Your own start getting stuff. some. Uh, FionaBroom.com. Yeah. They will sponsor us next episode. Yeah. They, they, we, gotta, we have to sing their, their jingle, too. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll be the beginning of the next episode. We do an accordion version. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Buy their stuff. Um, the, the biggest thing, too, there was like, you know, can't see me air quoting, but quote unquote evidence that, you know, somebody found this tape where on one side was bearing stain and on the side, like on old VHSs, they would have like the, the one you could just see if you had it like on your bookshelf and that one said bearing stain. So I had two different spellings on uh, one copy of a VHS tape, but my overall problem with, with evidence beyond the point of evidence can exist because, you know, of the way that the Mandela effect works, but also like we live in an age that you can literally change what somebody looks like with a computer and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. So for me to believe that someone, you know, with even just basic to, you know, slightly above average Photoshop ability, couldn't just change it to say bearing, you know, whatever. So you're calling shenanigans on all the photo evidence. I'm calling like 90% shenanigans on the photo evidence. All right, fair enough. Like 90%. I mean, I think there's also cases to be made that, you know, somewhere in the 90s, someone fucked up and misprinted something. Yeah. Some some intern who's been working like 50 hours for like little to no pay in the middle of the night is typing up or like, you know, some graphic designer is trying to make the bearing steam bears you know, logo, and he actually fucked up and made it bearing Steen instead of bearing Stein or Stain or whatever. So, like, a lot of the, you know, quote-unquote evidence, and there's only one one piece of, of evidence that I found really interesting, and that was the... Well, let me, let me ask you. So, there's a show, and it's got the, like... It's got the four, four women. They live in New York. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, what's the name of that show? I always thought it was Sex... In the city, right? Sex, sex in the city, but that's not the name. It's sex and the city. Yeah, you know, and and so far as the director has explained it, well, really, the city is kind of the fifth character, so it's sex and the city, um, but a lot of people remember it as sex in the city, and my biggest beef with that is like, your memory just sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean that goes back to the Stein versus Stein thing. Yeah, like Einstein, we're familiar with Stein as mm-hmm. the you know suffix to a lot of surnames. Yeah, so like so it the, makes total sense. Stein is and, less and, common and for in us life, in America, at least. Yeah, at a time in your life when you're a kid and you're you're learning a lot, you're learning a lot of words. You're probably learning about Albert Einstein to a minor extent, and you're watching Berenstein Bear or Berenstein Bears. It's it's not unusual for your brain to just autocomplete. And make it bearing steam. Exactly. Or um, sex in the city, too. I mean, we do that with words, like, right? You, you, you can read an entire sentence where as long as the first letter and the last letter of each word are, are correct, you can jumble up the middle and your brain can still read it because it's really just kind of auto-completing based off basic information. So bearing steam and bearing stain can get auto-completed in your brain with whatever is more relevant to you. And it makes sense for American children to complete bearing, you know, bearing steam because... Or bearing Stein or bearing whatever because that's what we're used to. Exactly, I we're feel more like familiar with. And for sex in the city, sex and the city, a they sound incredibly similar. Uh, in like I N or rather like the letter N is very commonly used as a replacement for and. It's easier to say sex in the city than sex and the city. Yeah, it's easier it's to say a little bit better flow, which I think is. Yeah, the letter the letter N is used as a as an anagram for and and. So, so it makes sense that not only would that feel more natural for you, for you to say it, but for you to mishear it or for you to misremember it or for you to even just misknow it. Like, I, I've had times where, like, 
I called something something. I can't remember. I can't think of like an exact example, but like let's say Sex in the City was an example. I've called it Sex in the City for five years and no one ever corrected me. And then one day someone's like, you know what's Sex and the City? And I'm like, oh shit, yeah. I've just been saying it wrong for five years. It's not that something changed. I've just been saying it wrong for five years. Exactly. Like, uh, <laughs> sometimes that's the case. And with anything like that, I guarantee you, and, and this is my third biggest issue with the Mandela effect, which is like the hive mind effect. And this is an issue we have with internet in general is that we have the ability to network with anyone we want in the world for the most part. Almost everyone in the world has a computer. And it's incredibly easy to get your opinions or your thoughts or your uh, feelings validated by somebody else that thinks the same thing. And the biggest example of that uh, that we've seen and I know we said, like, let's not get political on the show. But, uh, you know, 2016 election, there was a big issue with um, fake fake media on both sides. You know, a lot yeah. of fake media. And the idea is that, that the Internet seems like this big open thing where everybody's in the same pot, but it's not. Everyone's in little bubbles. And so it's very easy to bounce your opinions around in your bubble and get validated by other people that are also in your bubble, whether or not it's true or false or wildly true or half true or whatever. And it's incredibly easy to do that in anything. Uh, so, I think it's easier. Like, I think the bubble effect has gotten more intense. Right. It's, it's almost encouraged it because it what, what happens is you wander into a bubble and you go, you know, I think I do feel like that. And I think a lot of phobias have started that way. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, like one, one person has this, you know, random phobia that's incredibly uncommon and one other person has it. And all of a sudden, two people, you know, two people across the world, maybe the only two people in the world that have some random ass phobia. And now it's a thing. And now they can talk about it and they can post about it. And then other people and then can be like, oh, BuzzFeed reports it's an epidemic. It. Right. Yeah. Then BuzzFeed says it's an epidemic and it's all over your Facebook. And everyone now has this, this, you know, fear, you know, top 10 fears. Number three will literally shit your pants. We got a lot of that fucking thing with, um, especially happened the last two, three years. Uh, where all these like crazes, like look what Asia's doing now. Yeah, like that happened so many goddamn times, and it was ridiculous because it's like you know three people in Japan, yeah. you know, brought pineapples to them on a leash to school, and, and now, yeah. suddenly it's a craze. Yeah, now it's the craze. That's how everyone, we always report it. Everyone in Japan is doing it. It's in every manga. You know, it's it's the it's the new thing. Japan's crazy. And yeah, it's you know it's it's sensationalism for it. You know, people just want to read and be like, oh my god, uh, but. That, that's a problem, and I think that's a that's the biggest thing that has turned me off to uh, the Mandela effect. And, and the subreddit was a little, uh, kind of, or could, could have been like kind of a big part of that, or, or of why I started to pick some of that out, is because I saw so many posts on there that were just like, does anybody remember like, like I think my, my best example was Phillips, Phillips uh, Electronics. Uh, so there was one of the Mandela effect of, oh, Phillips Electronics was originally spelled with two L's and now it's spelled with one L. And I remember it as having two L's, like Philip the name. And all, a ton of people were like, yeah, yeah, it totally had two L's. And I, you know, I even kind of remembered it. If like I were to write it down, I probably would have written two L's. But that is because as an American, the only association I have with Philip is the name Philip. And that name has two L's. But it's like a Dutch electronics company, and Philip there is a last name, I think, with one L. And that's just how they spell it there. So it's not unusual, and it's not odd, for your brain to autocomplete the double L there, because that is every single time in your entire life you've seen the word Philip, it's had two L's. 
And this one has one L, so instead of just saying, oh, that's weird, that has one L, you just kind of mentally complete the other L. And then you notice it when you're, you know, 10 years later and you see you get a Phillips something and it's got one L and you're like, oh my God, it has changed. And, and just because other people are saying, yeah, I noticed that too, doesn't mean something's changed. It just means you both don't remember correctly. Exactly. We, we have faulty memories. Memories are Our terrible. Memories suck. They really suck. Like, tell like, me what you ate for dinner four days ago. Oh, yeah. I have no No clue. fucking idea. I, I might have eaten a dog. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no clue because our memory sucks and we only keep important information. And But what happens is we end up uh, keeping uh, pieces of information or, uh, you know, what our brain would dictate as the important part. So the important part in this case is... Philips is a name brand of electronics. Uh, the unimportant part for brain space is how do you spell it or how many L's does it have? So when you go to see it again, your brain only remembers the Philips is electronics part, not the spelling or the double L part because it's never mattered before. And you just go, okay, well, if I was going to spell Philips, I would spell it with two L's. Then you look at it, it has one L and all of a sudden you're misremembering and the Mandela effect has happened and your whole family's about to die. Exactly. So many of these are just arguing about semantics too. Right. Like interview yeah. with a vampire versus interview with the, ampi- the vampire. Yeah. Looney Tunes, T. O-N-S versus Looney Tunes, T-U-N-E-S. Well, I, I have opinions about that one. Mm, okay. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that. Okay. <laughs> that one is just because it, it makes... So it's so if you remember, it's Looney Tunes and the everyone, or at least I have assumed it was spelled T-O-O-N-S and you look at it now and it's spelled T-U-N-E-S and it doesn't make sense to be spelled Looney Tunes. No, it makes sense. It, like, with the I tune. mean, what was the other it was a cartoon? Like, yeah, but what was the other component it? of the show? It was Merry Melodies. There was Merry Melodies and Looney Tunes. Oh, okay. They were both about music. I didn't. I didn't know the Merry Melodies. Was. Yeah, Merry Melodies. I don't know what the difference was between them because I feel like it's the same characters. Was it? I don't know. I don't know. I've never even. I, like that doesn't even scratch my brain at all. Yeah, sometimes but, it's Looney Tunes, sometimes it's Merry Melodies. All right, fair enough, but. You know, that, that's like a prime example, right? You were like, I would as I was associating why they named it Looney Tunes with the wrong reason for why they, why they named it that way. Yeah. A lot of these are based on assumptions. And And then the second part is Tiny Tunes came out and they spelled it T-O-O-N-S. And I was like, oh, come on. (laughs) Like That's how I assumed it was spelled. And realistically, I grew up at the time frame where Tiny Tunes was on TV and Looney Tunes was on Boomerang or like the older TV shows. And I did watch them, but like. I, I probably, like, was more exposed to Tiny Toons or the future versions of Looney Tunes just due to the fact that they were coming out at the time I was growing mm, up. That makes sense. But... I was the opposite. I, I was only... I only got the old stuff. I never got yeah. any of the cool new stuff. Well, I mean, you didn't get a toilet till you were, like, what, seven? Uh, yeah, yeah, seven. <laughs> Around there. Moved out, got rid of the outhouse and got yeah. indoor plumbing. It was is that, pretty was, great. Was that the time? Was yeah. It, was it, it was really around. seven? Did I guess that? Uh, well... Seven's when we started living on campus during the winter, so I could go to school. Oh, okay. But I didn't actually move into an actual house instead of a log cabin until I was around eight or nine. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Just the old igloos. Oh, it was a log cabin. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was a two-room log cabin, but it yeah. was still it was still a building. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it had walls. It wasn't made of ice. Okay. Yeah. Um. So so that's that's my biggest problem with Mandela Effect. I feel like ninety-nine percent of it can be explained by. You're misremembering it, and it's easy to post it online and uh, see what other people also misremember or get confirmation bias and stuff like that. Uh, And I see that a lot, too, with technology. So, uh, you know, for those who don't know, I work in technology uh, and, and support, and I'll have a lot of customers that are like, so I'm having this issue, and... 
you know, I've looked it up online and everyone's talking about it. Like, it's just, there's posts and posts and posts and posts of people having this issue. And you look at it and there's, you know, four posts about the same issue. And it's the same three people on each thread or same, same five people on each thread. Uh, so yeah, there, there are five people out there having this issue uh, on a device that probably sold a couple million. Exactly. Right? Like it probably affects like 0.00001% of the people that bought this. But because you were able to Google your problem, get a result, and have other people there confirming that they also had that issue, all of a sudden to you it feels like everyone's having this issue. The news is reporting on it. Like, oh my God, this is this is crazy. And we saw that uh, a little bit with like the Samsung thing because I think in total, like after everything was done, like 30 phones blew up or something like that. And it's not to say that that's okay, but people were acting like it was a bomb in their hand whenever they saw one. And when you look at how many millions of those devices were sold, like you had a better chance of getting struck by lightning than your Samsung exploding. But it was like everywhere, every news, every airport, every, you know, flight was like, you need to get rid of that thing. It's a ticking time bomb. And that's confirmation bias. Like it, it is. Just, it's, it's I know a guy that it happened to whose cousin like documented it. And, you know, I read about it like that. That is my biggest issue with a lot of a lot of kind of conspiracy stuff, Mandela effect related, like where it's like a lot of skepticism. Like, did you see it? Yeah, I saw it or I saw it too. Or this happened here. And it's really easy to fall into that. It is, especially when like we were saying with like the fears, you know, the Samsung phone blowing up, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like if you get stranded on a desert Island, you're much more likely to die from a coconut falling on your head than getting eaten by a shark. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous <laughs> how our minds fail at, I'm I'm guilty of that too. I'm sure yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah, they, I'm not but saying that's But it's just I'm funny how our minds fail at such like, like obvious logic. You can probably point at stuff we've already said in the podcast and and pull that same thing, and and that's just that's how our brains work. And you know, it's not so much that I'm saying that you know anybody in particular is impervious to this, but when you want to look at it uh, analytically, you gotta you gotta point that out. You gotta be like consciously thinking, okay. Could this just be confirmation bias? Could this exactly. just be uh, the result of, uh, you know, internet bubbles uh, bouncing off each other? It's, okay, so we're getting kind of skeptical on Mandela. A little. And like, like I said, I came in real strong. And I'll tell you what, what really, like, what the final nail on the head for me was. And it was researching the the Shazam uh, Sinbad movie, the or the Genie Sinbad movie. So, uh, like I mentioned at the very beginning, like, think of, think of that 90s Genie movie with Sinbad. And, and a lot of people have this memory of it and courtney uh courtney has even, a strong memory yeah, that she remembers she, she like remembers the plot of the wore, movie yeah everybody wore the some like scenes from it exactly and and that that's been a big one that's probably been the most popular one in the last couple of months yeah that one hit in like mid-december or yeah, something like that so this, i think the sinbad one's been going nuts and uh i don't partic i don't remember uh, a sinbad movie at all um Me i either hardly, we're we're in this we're in the original universe yeah I, I hardly remember sinbad as a person uh so that one, and I remember Shazam. So Shazam was a was a genie movie, at least in the timeline that I exist in, uh, where where Shaq played a genie and he did the like arms crossed, put his head down, Shazam, and that was a movie I remember seeing. But I don't remember a Sinbad one at all, but a lot of people do, uh, and so I've been following it for a little bit, and you know, the biggest thing has been you know I remember exactly what he wear, what he wore, right, the color of his his outfit and everything. And somebody finally just tweeted at Sinbad 
and was like, hey, like, you know, what happened to that genie movie you were in in the 90s? And uh, he responded. Uh, he, he did a little research on his side. And around the time that the Shazam movie came out, so we've got, you know, kids that are in the 90s, right? Uh, so they're kids age and they, they, they see this movie with Shaq, you know, African-American bald headed guy, uh, as a genie. And at the same, in the same timeline, like same, same area of time, uh, Sinbad hosts a special of Sinbad, the sailor movies dressed as a fucking genie. I don't know why he was dressed as a genie or he, maybe he wasn't, he was dressed as a sailor, but it was very genie looking. And the combination of, you know, I hosted this, it is the same outfit everyone describes, uh, I think what happens is you just remember the little piece, like the un, you remember the relatively important piece of information. You remember what that outfit looked like. You remember there being a genie movie with a black bald guy in it, and you put them together, and Sinbad was in a genie movie, but it never happened. Like it, it was just the result of uh, a lot of pieces of information getting mixed up and forgot because who, nobody in their right mind, is actively remembering Shazam. And no one in their right mind is actively remembering Sinbad's specials that he hosted on the Sinbad the Sailor movies. So because of that, you've got nobody except for maybe Shazam or remember nobody except for Shaq and Sinbad would remember those things. Uh, so you've got people who just kind of remember bits and pieces and put it together. And 75% of people go, no, those two pieces don't go together. But 25% of the people go, oh, yeah, there was the yeah Sinbad was the genie in Shazam. And all of a sudden you've got a Mandela effect. Okay, that makes sense to me. So, that was actually like the strongest. That was yeah one for like, me. I'm like, because the actually, whole movie disappeared. Exactly. Like but, when I was talking to Courtney, she's like, I got specific memories of this. Yeah. And when I googled, you know, some bad movie, I found other people that had, yeah. you know, pretty close uh, memories to what she reported too. Yeah. Like that was the one that I was really pulling towards because yeah. like this is weird. And people I bet have you, shared memories. I bet you if you show her that that picture of like the host, like the. Uh, the show thing he hosted, like, I bet you that would be the outfit that she remembers and she would remember that look. So that, that really like killed it for me. It, really? it, not in a bad way. It killed it for me in the like, okay, I think I understand what's going on here. Uh, you know, as much as I, it, it's a really fun idea. Uh, it, it, you know, I'm still not even like, I'm not saying I know explicitly. I, I don't know. Uh, but when I'm looking at it objectively and after doing research on the topic, like I, I can't buy into it. I, it's fun. It's fun to talk about and it's fun to read other people's things. But like even just looking at like every list of like top 10 Mandela effects or like check out all these Mandela effects, 90% of them are company logos, things that were misspelled. Uh, the Monopoly guy having a monocle, like those things, things like that, like they just seem like so like they're all things that you would just easily forget because why would you care? Because they're kind of minor. Yeah, why would you care whether or not the Monopoly guy wore a monocle? So why would you bother remembering it? You want it. You just think, okay, rich guy, rich guys have monocles. Monopoly guy's a rich guy. You know, Monopoly guy has a monocle. And to top it off, uh, there's a lot of movie depictions where the Monopoly guy is depicted with a monocle because it's an easy way to make someone look like a filthy rich, like, dude from the 40s. You give him a monocle. That's, like, the thing. So I think all of that just kind of... it gets mixed up in our brain and we we don't remember the parts of it that we should remember and we end up with this false memory exactly and multiple people remember it because it's the same reason that each person is fake rem or falsely remembering it so i looked a bit into um the kind of psychiatry psychology of this yeah um the term is confabulation it's a yeah. disturbance of the memory 
specifically an unintentional production of a fabricated, distorted, or misinterpreted memory about oneself or the world. And this is pretty common. Like, this happens mainly in... I mean, I'm going to be WebMD over here and make, make you think you have a variety of diseases. Yes. Uh, this happens to everyone, but it specifically happens to people that have had brain damage, dementia, an aneurysm, early onset Alzheimer's disease, or Wernicke Korsakoff syndrome. Or so concussions. if you believe in the uh, Sinbad movie, you have all of those? You have all those. You're going to die tomorrow. Got it. Yeah, Got exactly. I'm having an aneurysm right now. Exactly. <laughs> um, but this is a pretty common thing, and we've done quite a bit of studies into this, actually. Uh, this was what kind of scared me more than the idea of the Mandela effect is implanted memories. Yeah. I got, I got deep into implanted memories. Okay. So it's really, really easy to make you believe that something happened to you when it didn't. How do you do it? So there's a couple... Implant me right now. Okay, all right. Hit me up. Um, My mind is ready. Your mind's ready? You ready for it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how to. All right. <laughs> okay. I'll just tell you what I, what I learned now. Um, but basically, like, you can... So one of the studies was, let me just find it real quick. Norn, we are recording a podcast. My cat's interrupting. Okay. So we've, there's been a couple studies that have implanted false memories in people, including people falsely remember being lost in a mall as a child, mm. putting slime in a teacher's desk as a prank, mm. and the one that kind of scared me the most was taking a hot air balloon ride because really uh i totally remember taking a hot air balloon ride on my grandpa when i was seven on your grandpa it was my grandpa oh no no on your grandpa on my grandpa yeah on my grandpa <laughs> i took a hot air balloon on my grandpa um does nobody else remember it other people remember oh, okay. it but i mean obviously the cia got to them and convinced them to <laughs> lie for me um i got manchurian candidate i'm gonna be an uh-huh. assassin yeah uh, you just have to say the the right phrase, and you turn into uh, Bucky from uh, Winter Soldier. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the CIA kind of bet on the wrong horse in this yeah. entire oh, yeah. thing. I'm not going to kill anybody. I, I think they expected me to stay in shape. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work out. But yeah, that uh, we you can totally convince somebody that yeah. they did something kind of wild as a child, and they'll kind of and it doesn't say naturally go into it. Oh, that's my phone. I'm sorry. Uh oh. Yikes! Yikes! Uh, and it, and it doesn't say how the, how they do it. I mean, it's pretty easy. What some of the trends I saw that are kind of concerning is it's way easier to like if you have false information that you kind of lead the participant, the person that's being studied, into believing themselves. Like if they kind of generate the false information themselves. Mm-hmm they're not going to believe it. it. It's like a Seinfeld episode. You got to exactly. like, you got to make them have the idea. So well, no, no, trying no. To... that's the opposite. Like if you, you can convince them that they have a false memory way easier than they can convince themselves. Like you can tell somebody, Hey, yeah, you were in a hot air balloon when you were, you know, nine years old, mm-hmm. way, way, way easier than if you kind of ask were you open in a hot questions. Air like, were you in a hot air balloon? It gets kind of scary too. Cause it goes into some witness testimony. Uh, I saw one study where they showed people a five-minute crime video, and then they answered questions about it a week later. Uh, half the people were given questions that were kind of really open, like, hey, what color was the bike that was stolen? Mm-hmm. And then half the people were given questions like, hey, the color of the bike was red, right? And mm-hmm. it wasn't red. But the people that 
uh, were kind of given the leading information, believed it. Okay. Like months down the line, way, way, way more intense than the people that had to come up with the car the bike themselves. So it probably has to do a little bit with not wanting to be wrong. And when somebody presents you, yeah, it's, it's probably easier like a, to say, yeah, it was red or yeah, it wasn't a hot air balloon. Even cause, cause I guess the idea is like, you don't remember it either way. So it's like, well, if they're saying that it probably is that way and I don't want to be wrong. So it's kind guys. of a pure, pure pressure thing. Yeah. A sure. little bit, but yeah, like, uh, and, and that solidifies even a little bit more of what I was saying. Like our brains suck, especially when it comes to memory. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's things that, you know, I, I remember from when I was a kid sometimes and I have to like think like, did that actually happen or did I like make that up or was it a dream or, you know, whatever. Cause like I'll have things, I can't think of an exact example, but uh, you know, thing that I'll remember my mom will be like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't think that ever happened to you. Uh, but you know, maybe it did, maybe it didn't, maybe she forgot, maybe I forgot, but the basic premise is my memory sucks. And unless it's something that, I had a reason to remember. I probably don't remember it. Absolutely. Memories are much better committed and written down when there's some type of emotional attachment to it. That's why you don't remember, oh, yeah, what did I do two weeks ago? And I think the fastest example of that is the Luke, I am your father. Yeah. Uh, because the actual line is not Luke, I am your father. It is, uh, what is it? Um, no, I no, am your I father. Am your, yeah, yeah, no, I, no, am, your I am your father. But it makes more sense if you know that Luke Skywalker is the main character and the dad is saying it and it's one syllable. Luke, I am your father makes more sense. It's more quotable, too. It's more quotable. Like, it's not so, a part of dialogue. It's its own standalone so, sentence. Yeah, so all it takes is one eight-year-old kid who saw the movie, comes out, he's got his toy lightsaber, he's playing with his friends who haven't seen the movie. He goes, Luke, I am your father, because that's how he remembers it, or he forgot the exact wordage or whatever. And that starts to spread outwards, and it starts being said at school, and it starts being said here, and then it said, you know, the same thing happens to another kid across the state. And eventually this spirals out into it becoming popularized as Luke, I am your father, reported on that way, talked about on talk shows that way. And despite the fact that it was always, no, I am your father, like we will always remember it as Luke, I am your father. And I remember when I first found that out, my initial thought wasn't, well, someone changed it. My initial thought was, fuck, I've been saying it wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm not a true Star Wars fan because I didn't remember the quote right, but you know, that's the way I heard everyone else say it. So that's, and when you're a kid, you pick up 90% of the shit you do or say or pronounce or whatever based on how you hear other people say it. I remember being younger and not knowing what words meant, but, or, or explicitly not knowing how to spell words or not knowing exactly how to pronounce words because I could never quite understand how somebody said it. And so I would just kind of like mumble it because I, I didn't know how to, how they pronounced it. And until I could hear them say it again, I wouldn't know the actual way to pronounce it. So I would just pronounce it as close as I thought. And that's how a lot of this shit happens. And I think there's two main things that are similar in a lot of these conspiracy theories. A lot of them take place in the 90s-ish because a lot of the people that are in their 20s to 30s and 40s were kids or young adults in the 90s. So that's I think that's why we're seeing a lot of these. Uh, and there was a lot of media and a lot of stuff happening at that time. It, you know, it, it was a very sensationalized time. It's, you know, there was TV was huge in the nineties. Uh, you know, I'm not saying TV's not huge now, but it was, it wasn't as big in the you know seventies and eighties. So nineties was like a big time for television and cartoons and things like that to be daily regiments and, you know, shows to cycle quickly. Uh, so 
I think there's just a lot of information for kids to remember and have access to and quote and play with and toy with the idea of that I think it just spirals out and turns into this big misremembering thing, not to beat a dead horse, but that that's where I land. Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, and I came in so hot on it. I came in like, yes. I did too. We're about to break this open. I never could take it personally though because I have such a terrible memory. Yeah. Like if I woke oh, up yeah. tomorrow and... You know, the sky was red, and like, people were like, oh, it's always been like that. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess so. I'm just going crazy. That's fine. Yeah, it's definitely always been like that. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> I guess I just riot. But yeah, like, I'm the same way. Like, I would just be like, okay. <laughs> like, okay, I guess it's just me. <laughs> I would rather, like, just assume mentally that I'm just crazy than, yeah. uh, you know... Well, it's much that, more believable. Right. Than, it's it's more know. reasonable that I am just wrong <laughs> than, than the sky has actually changed. At in, least, in at least for me, like. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I that's my. Do you have any closing thoughts on Mandela Effect? Any um, any last minute tidbits you want to throw in, theories or other interesting examples of Mandela effects? I mean, the one that I looked through a list on Reddit, uh, there are a couple that got me, but the one that really got me was, do you remember a portrait of Henry VIII? Like, can you picture a portrait of Henry VIII? No. But that's because I'm bad with history. Oh, I can yeah. Google a portrait of Henry VIII. I don't know if that helps. Oh, that wouldn't. Because, <laughs> like, I, if you ask people, like, imagine a picture of, or a portrait of Henry VIII, what's he doing? Uh, a lot of people, apparently, including me, would say, oh, he's holding a turkey leg. Like, he's about to take a huge bite out of this turkey leg because okay. he's just, you know, a glutton. Yeah. And I guess no such portrait exists. Like, Oh, like, not even close. Not even close. Like, there's no portrait of him holding a turkey leg. I guarantee you it was, like, there was a, a picture on, like, a a textbook when you were a kid or something like that was the cover of the history book was a, a like a photoshopped like, like like a henry the eighth looking motherfucker yeah. like holding a turkey leg okay and so you all remember it that way it's probably like taft or something like yeah. that you know? there is a there one one of the most interesting ones that i didn't have a major explanation for was people uh thinking that uh the mona lisa was not smirking in the original painting uh so like picture the mona lisa like you know is she smirking or is she like kind of like straight faced yeah i mean she's got a very slight smile Right, it's this little slight smile, and, and it's clear. Like the smirk is clear. You look at it right now; it's it's it, it's clear that no one would be able to argue that she's not smirking. Yeah. Uh, but there is a lot of contention in the uh, art community twenty years ago that she that they couldn't figure out was she or was she not smiling. It was like this whole like the whole magic behind the painting was you can't really tell if she's smiling or not. Is it a smirk? Is it a smile? Is she straight? Is she, you know, what is it? And you look at it now, and it's like. Well, She's smirking. Like, look at her face. Okay, obviously. <laughs> you know, the, the lip goes up at the end. Yeah. Uh, but that that's one thing that people have said, like, oh, it changed. It, it, she wasn't smirking before. Now she is smirking. But, again, if it changed, they wouldn't have been talking about it 20 years ago because it wouldn't have, it would have been obvious. So Exactly. Like, the same thing with the Henry VIII. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, that's the one thing that I learned about him when I was young was that he was, like, a, you know, he ate. He, he loved yeah. eating. Yeah. So, of course, it makes sense that... That you would picture Somewhere him. in my head, I'd, you know, imagine him eating a turkey leg. I don't yeah. know why a turkey leg. I guess just because that sounds very renaissance or something sure. like that. I mean, think about what you get when you go to, like, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to, like, a Ren Fair. Or... I haven't. Have you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. So, Maryland I, I got to hear about that someday. Yeah. I'm, well, Maryland has, like, one of the biggest renaissance fairs. Uh, so, we would go, not every year, but we would go, like, all the time. Like, multiple times. Uh, I went jousting on a fake horse. Like, you own these, like, 
basically it's like a fake horse that you hold a joust and then it runs you through this like loop where you have to get the rings and stuff like that. It's pretty <laughs> badass. You get a turkey leg, right? You go there, you get a turkey leg. You go to what's what's the restaurant? Um, uh, medieval times. You medieval medieval times. times. I've never been. I've always okay, wanted to go. Great. You go to medieval times. You get giant fucking turkey leg. Like yeah. that's the medieval Renaissance food. That's what they ate back then. That's what they ate. Yeah. Uh, so it makes sense for you to 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 paste that into your memories. Yeah. Yeah. Any last bits? Um, I mean, you know, you can still get that shirt from feelingabroom.com. Feelingabroom.com slash mandelaeffect.com if you want to sponsor us despite shitting all over this theory. Uh, we're available. Exactly. If you put in the code word odd ones, uh, you'll get <laughs> uh, no percent off. No percent off. No percent off. Uh, it'll actually just say invalid uh, code. Uh, just ignore that. That's your 0% off working. Exactly. Uh, speaking of which, if you do want to contact us, you can contact us at the odd ones podcast at gmail.com. You can talk to us on odd ones or at odd ones or at the odd ones. One of those. I don't really remember on Twitter. Just like write to all. Just like find us on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so we appreciate your listening on SoundCloud or iTunes, and we appreciate all the feedback we've gotten so far. Um, you know, there's a lot of positive stuff that's been coming back, and we really appreciate that, especially from the uh, the conspiracy subreddit uh, and from SoundCloud. So if there's anything you would like to tell us, anything you like, dislike, or just topics you want us to talk about, uh, let us know, uh, because we would love to hear about the conspiracies that you're into, and we'd love to talk about them. So until next time, see you. Bye-bye.